Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. We're in. So, team, welcome back to another episode of the Confidence Project podcast. And we have another very, very special guest here. And I'm absolutely buzzing um, for this episode. And I, I knew when I was coming up with the guests and the people we wanted on this, I want 12 guests on one a month. And I thought there's a really important message I want to convey. And I know just the man for the job. So, Mr. Ben Leader, welcome to the podcast. Firstly, thank you so much for coming on. Mate, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's a massive honour um, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you, mate. You are the hero, you are the goat and you are known as the compassion <laughs> king. Now, in today's episode, buddy, I would really love to help people learn to love themselves and to learn to be a little bit kinder to themselves and to operate with a little bit more confidence. Yes, externally, but internally. And it's something I've found a lot of my clients and out with that, a lot of the world just don't do so i guess just to give the listeners a little bit of context who are you why are you the compassion king <laughs> the nicest man on earth and and what is the role you play in the big wide world <laughs> mate that's very kind of you um i'll pay you off to for that yeah. <laughs> um obviously, obviously i'm ben um, i'm part of the high performance coach coaching team and obviously we help coaches um, build a business that is uh, aligned to them ultimately allowing them to work with people that they absolutely adore uh, so they can have the impact that they want on their lives, their clients' lives, and ultimately the world, which is really, really exciting. Um, I do what I do because I struggled with this stuff, right? To be, let's, let's jump straight in. Yeah, I struggled down. with this stuff. <laughs> let's deep dive straight off the bat. I struggled with this uh, stuff very, very early on, um, as in putting too much like external and internal pressure on myself to achieve things, to type, to 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 kind of conform to things so um a lot of the early part of my life was me trying to work out at what i needed as a person um and obviously now i'm in a position where i'm able to help people decide what they want to do with their life so i think it's really really cool it's huge is that um to go way back to sort of day one and and ben i don't like to sort of use the word that is, is maybe his lowest point, but what was the point when you felt like you needed help and to sort of maybe reach out and ask someone to just help you help guide the way for a better life for you, mate? It's a very good question. I appreciate that. Um, probably when I was about 22, I actually reached out and got my first coach. Um, I did kind of a lot of research and obviously now, um, now it's a lot more accessible. We can find people and we can work with bits and pieces, but back then um it didn't feel like it was as sort of accessible as much um i had kind of like and this is pretty common for people i almost had like a micro moment and usually for us when we kind of go through some sort of change we have some it feels it's absolutely massive and it takes up so much of our bandwidth but it's a very micro moment that kind of happens and i remember someone um me and my wife we just had our, our first child um and anyone who's just had children will know the experience of how like you're trying to adjust and trying to work things out um i hold my hands up and i put put on a bit of weight 
when I worked in a previous career, I used to support adults with special needs. And I remember walking out of the building. I was like, right, it's time to go home. I've got to go and do X, Y, and Z. I think I had to get some uh, baby milk and things on the way home. And I was walking out the door and someone I worked with, I don't know why they said it, but it changed my life. They said, you've put on a lot of weight. And I stopped and I paused and I turned around and I didn't really know in that moment, like what to say. And I was like, oh my God, I remember driving home and I felt absolutely terrible. And I remember getting home to my wife and I was exhausted probably. And I was quite emotional. I was like, someone's just called me fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and I'm laughing about it now, but I was devastated at the time. Um, And off at that point, that was when I um, went on to do the things I needed to do because I've always kind of been an active person and I did kind of, uh lots of those kind of activities like growing up football sports swimming etc but when I got to a certain age that kind of stopped because of where I was a little bit lost in my life and obviously um we kind of as a family decided to have children so the focus went there and I sort of stopped basically doing anything for myself um, and that's kind of when that happened mate that's absolutely huge and would you say albeit it was a bit cutthroat from whoever said that and it (laughs) cut a little bit deep that actually you hearing that and going through almost that pain has helped you to develop and and to help you be kind to yourself as the years have now gone on have you used that as almost fuel to be to be a better you 100 percent, and it's very common for people to start some sort of journey fueled with like dark energy and i don't want to sound like mystic meg or something like that but we start off with some sort of dark energy and it's key and it's important in terms of our journey to realize why we're doing what we're doing and be able to almost use that dark energy at certain points at certain times as opposed to it being kind of the sole focus because when it's the sole focus we end up we can and it can be common for people to sort of self-sabotage and put more pressure because if things don't feel natural it, it becomes a bit sticky but that moment in time was something that I needed to hear because of where I was so focused and worried about everybody else. I stopped prioritizing myself because my sole focus was how could I be the best dad that I could be? How could I be the best husband that I could be? But in that moment, I wasn't actually doing that. I was all over the shop and I'm very grateful to that person now, but at the time, If if you hadn't have heard that from that person, do you think you'd be where you are now? Would you think you would have told yourself that maybe you've put a little bit of weight on or whatever? Or do you not think you'd be in the same position at all? That's a great question. Sliding doors moment, right? Uh, I think yes. Yeah. Uh, But maybe it might look slightly different. I think it would have come at a different point. I think we all have to have like a might sound quite extreme but like a rock bottom moment where we experience something and I think that moment would have come maybe further down the timeline I suppose the positive to the way to look at it is that I'm glad it happened when it did because it it sped up my journey absolutely and and you use the word there mate self-sabotage and which is why I ask because that is something that we see people do so often myself included Mm. and if it's not an external voice saying Ben you've put weight on there's an internal battle and there's there's something going on in here. And would you say that w- whether this person said this or not, that actually in the past you have struggled with the battle of the mind? And and if you could just elaborate on any sort of struggles that you've gone through from a more of a mental aspect, whether that's, you know, to do with work, fatherhood, whatever it may be, like how are you doing up here in, in the battleground that is the mind, my friend? Do you ever have a word with that internal voice? <laughs> 
that's a great question um yes and i'm very uh, the point that i am in <laughs> in my life and my journey i'm in a fantastic place to um give myself calm base the the ability to kind of think um i am a human being who sometimes emotions do take over but it's it's a process and that's always the hardest bit to kind of manage is basically how you're speaking to yourself and how you're treating yourself because um a bit of transparency in terms of my job generally that's the biggest thing is the pressure that someone's putting on themselves and how i can um, help guide them to basically turn the volume down on that little bit and view things kind of slightly differently because obviously we all have external pressures as in life things that are happening maybe it could be financial um, pressures in relationships and bits and pieces that we're trying to manage and overcome but then also obviously internal the things that we're ultimately kind to achieve for ourselves and the expectations and it does come back down to that like expectations and the reality of what we want where we are um, because I think one of the probably greatest lessons I gave myself was basically be where your feet are I remember I think seeing it in like a Disney film I can't remember nice. which one but I love that but it, that sounds but it very stuck with me ever since <laughs> but it stuck with me very since uh, ever since sorry because you can you're, when you're able to actually give yourself permission to do that you're able to do the work that's relevant for you to help you move along whereas in previous times if I was uh, I think back when I was first getting into the gym and you've probably heard this a million times that people start asking questions that aren't relevant to where you are because you're trying to speed up that process yeah. like oh should i be taking creatine liam and you're like well we, let's go to the gym regularly let's get consistent with steps and that sort of thing so if you can actually be where you are you can progress so much easier Mate, straight away words of wisdom off the bat i absolutely love it and <laughs> The reason I ask about this, obviously, this internal voice and this idea of self-sabotage is because you you will deal with, you know, we are cut from a similar cloth. We'll have a lot of people who come with not just the um, the face value struggles. You know, I, obviously, I'm, I'm a client of yours, really, Ben, and, and you know, I'm not just going to come to you and say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so struggling with the bicep curls. It's not just a generic, you know, gym setup. Actually, there's a lot more to it, and we have to approach things from a a very holistic sense. So you will you will fight a lot of fires is what I'm maybe trying to say, whether that's whatever it's going to be. And each each fire is an individual one. How do you go about helping people? Because you are very, very good at your job. So when somebody comes to you with a problem based on this idea of self-sabotage and battling with this internal voice, how would you go about helping that person? Fantastic question. Um, firstly, it's obviously a bit of space. And when I say space, allowing someone to think about something, because sometimes and I'm very cautious of this within my job is sometimes when I ask someone a question or um, allow them to see something differently, it might be something that they've never thought about before. And when I don't know about you and I sometimes do this the time. When you think about something, you start going, oh, my God, and you start like putting pressure on yourself. And that, this is where you've got to be careful because it's this, well, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that sooner? Why have I let it got to this this point? So it's very important. One, you're giving someone space to allow them to think about something, see something in a different light. Um, and something that I've found extremely beneficial is almost like setting up an equation in somebody's mind. So what's the outcome that you're looking for? And your equation can have as many kind of moving parts as possible, but viewing things in a different light. So for example, for me, for, for when I was initially growing my business, there was three things that kind of went into my equation, right? The first thing was ruthlessness because I'm a quite, um, I am someone who is quite gentle, who is quite like laid back, but in terms of being able to grow a business, you have to sometimes do things and remember it's not for you. It's about them. 
Another element was fun. How could I enjoy, like, how can I enjoy this process? Because like a fitness journey, sometimes because of the route that we've come on, it can be very, very like tough and difficult. We've got lots of lessons to learn. So we assume that everything else in life has to feel like that, as in that difficult. Um, and then for me, it's expression. How can I express myself in a way that um, makes me laugh, that makes me smile, that maybe makes someone else interact? So if I can go into every day doing one of those three things, for me, that's a great day because one, I've pushed myself into a realm that I don't feel comfortable in. And I know that if I do that, I'm going to be a better person. If I go into the day enjoying it, i.e. spending time like spending time with you today is absolutely fantastic. You ticked two of my boxes already. So if I can then do that on a daily basis and also express something, because again, for me, um, in the past, I would have put pressure on myself in the way that I express myself, because in case of any judgment or people might, oh, what's he on about? And so if I can do those three things, it allows me to get the outcome that I want. And I think what's so cool about that is that we all have different outcomes and there's all the things that we need to include in our day and things that we probably are not doing that we could also include that allow us to then make sure that we're growing. Oh man, that's absolutely huge. And it's it's funny you say that because this year um, we've sort of set up our program a little bit differently. And actually we've, we've put the ball on um, client court, if you will. And what we've done is actually sort of said, look over the year, we are going to score you on three metrics of your choice. So previously we we used um, as a person, your positivity and your purpose. And that was great, but sometimes it overlapped and sometimes it was almost trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And we realized that actually, what, what is it you want out of life? Like actually, what do you want to be scoring yourself on? Ben, do you actually want to score yourself as a father? Do you want to score your confidence in the gym? Do you want to get very nitty gritty and look at your step count? And, and it's actually having no right or wrong and it's actually well, what do you want to score your life on and I, I personally feel like a lot of people put pressure on themselves to tick every box possible and split splint spin every plate when in reality they just need to drop a few plates and actually look at what matters to them and it, does that resonate with you in any way oh massively and that's brilliant and well done for creating that space for people to see it like that because again that's the key is for us to respect the things that we need to do because it's easy for us to look at all these other things when in reality, as you're saying, if we focus on this, you're going to get a positive outcome. And the more likely that you as the individual are going to do that, the more likely you are actually going to pro progress because like anything in the gym, we're just trying to progressively overload it. And the more that we can have that like strong boundary, the more likely we are to, because all you're doing is that if you think about your progress in gears, so across the week if you look at almost like gear one they're your minimums what at the moment can you currently do on a minimum every week right and we're all going to be different and then gear five what does that look like obviously that's going to be the other end of the spectrum but if you go into each week and say to yourself right this week i'm actually going to be in gear one because i've got this going on i've got to manage that amazing but if you can go into the week and go do you reckon i could do three or could i do four brilliant because all you're going to do over time is slowly gear five will become your gear one yeah. So every time you can progress and progress and progress and progress. But remember, you get to choose what that looks like. When you can take ownership over the decision you're going to make, you're in, in full control as opposed to feeling like sometimes you're trying to dodge and duck and something out of um, Indiana Jones when he's <laughs> running out of cave and the ball's chasing after him. So, yeah, it gives you control back. No, huge. And, and that's something people need to really take note of. And I would also say on the back of that, that, Obviously, like you say, your gear five becomes your gear one. But that's a process that takes time. And, and people, mm. uh, they, they can be quite impatient, and rightly so. 
And people almost want that instant gratification, that reward factor. They want to snap their fingers and their problems to be solved and their, you know, to have the the dream body or the, you know, the best livelihood, whatever the people want. And what would you actually say to somebody who just needs to just slow down other than slow down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, politely slow down. <laughs> it's a very good question. Something that I say to people a lot when they come into the high performance coach is when they fail, like congratulations. Yes. And their initial, like their response is what? Like it's a design. It's like, no, well done for failing because you've, you've hit a peak. So now you've got to learn a lesson to kind of get that, that next hurdle. Um, we say something quite a lot in times of, in terms of the high performance coach, like, can you find your edge? And I kind of strongly believe obviously in a compassionate way, you have to take yourself as far as you can to realize, well, this is actually my limit. Because then when you know your limit, you know how hard you can work, how much um, space you need, what your boundaries kind of need to look like. So I would always tempt to basically push someone to their edge, their limit as much as they can manage at that time. Because then once you know that, that's when you've got the foundations that you can kind of slowly build upon. Yeah, man. Finding that edge, I love it. And, and you, you've said something there about obviously, um, oh man, what, what did you, what did you ask that gone out of my head? I, I had some absolute wisdom <laughs> to drop there and it completely slipped my mind. I'm going to circle back to it. I thought, I know what I'm going to say on the back of that. And it's just gone. Um, oh, that was it. Failing. It's actually when you fail, it's a, it's a good thing. And, it, and it's and it's a win. I actually think that's something I've picked up from the high performance coach. And, and just yesterday, we had a client who she's seen various trainers over the years. And she's obviously landed in the confidence project on the back of um, having a child and just sort of wanting to find a way again. And for years, with every trainer she's had, it's been very scale driven, you know, over the last what 10 years, maybe. I don't know how long she's had trainers for, et cetera. And we're, we're just not scale driven until somebody becomes an elite athlete. Um, we, we're just not scale driven. And she's, and over three weeks, she's put half a pound on. And my first reaction was, that's brilliant. I'm, you know, that's, that's good. Do not worry. But of course, in, in said client's mind, it is the end of the world. It's what I've done wrong, wasting my money. What I, I don't get what's happened. But we can't always strive for perfection. We can't always expect our progress to be linear. And, and nor can we um, solely focus our success on, like say, scales. You know, these metrics, there's far more to life than, than these scales. And I, I straight away, when you said, you know, this idea of failing is a huge success because it gives you the platform to grow. And it's almost like this catapult of we've got to go back a little bit and then boom, off we go. That was my catapult, by the way. And <laughs> off we go. And we can we can absolutely skyrocket to where we want to be. But would you, you know, would you say that actually going through these lessons and these trials and tribulations are actually probably one of your biggest and best assets? Hundred percent. It's it's the it's the bit it's the it's the only way that you do actually learn because when we jump into anything new or going back, if it's fitness, you're jumping back into it after you've had a couple of goes that didn't really get you to where you want to be. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves and we want it to go smooth and almost as linear as possible. And it, it unfortunately, I wish it did. If, it, if I could sell it, I would sell it like that, but it, it doesn't go as linear as, as we kind of want it to. And as we ultimately kind of hope it to, and the quicker we can as an individual reframe the, the failure as that learning point the quicker we actually bounce back because that's all we're doing is that we we go through a cycle in a stage and it it might take uh, 
a week or so for us to kind of get over it and get it going again. But next time you do it, it might only be three days. You might do it again and it might only be two days, for example. Like it's always going to happen at a certain point, but it's how quickly you can actually recover and pick yourself up and go back again. And it's in those moments being able to go, right, okay, and literally be going, right, okay, actually, I did this better in two days. Oh, wow, I really was able to view this differently. Oh, wow, I was so much more patient in that. Like those are the wins. It's so easy for us to focus on, on like the scales and things like that and be like, oh, it's not going, it's not going down. But it's also our behaviours, the way that we're talking to ourselves, the way that we're treating ourselves and the way that we're able to then bounce back into that routine is equally as important as everything else. Yeah, man. And, and you win or you learn, right? You know, there's no, there's no loss here. There's no failure. It's just a, a growing and a learning process. And I think that's really important that that, that resonates and lands with people because, like you say, they've, they've got to go through it and, and suffer. Like you say, almost going to go into rock bottom at times. And, and that's A-OK because the only way is up. And then we use the wonderful thing that is hindsight to look back and think, actually, do you remember when you were struggling with that? And like you say, gear five becomes gear one. And it all just sort of falls into place in a... And, you know, you will go through what you grow through and vice versa. And I think that's that's a super important tip and trick for everyone to remember. So, buddy, um, you are known as the compassion king. Um, how did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think people were pulling my leg. But um, as I say, my sole focus, and have you got the sick bucket, is to try and get people <laughs> to be nicer to themselves ultimately because – Sometimes, obviously, compassion is at like a double-ended, like double-ended sword. As in, sometimes it is okay, right? You've got to do this thing now. You know it; it's going to be better for you. But sometimes, obviously, at the other end, is the case of right? Okay, give yourself some patience. What's working? What isn't working? How can we tweak it? Because it's as a coach, obviously, it's our ability to get the blend between almost like love and challenge, which is something. It's a skill that we ultimately have to learn, but also for ourselves. It's a skill that we need to learn as in how can we push ourselves in something for, to allow us to uh, create new evidence and learn new things, but also off the back of it, knowing when it's actually, do you know what, I need an arm around the shoulder type scenario. And that's all we're trying to do within ourselves is become more self-aware of what we need. Um, and I think when we're more self-aware in ourselves, we're able to help everybody else, friends, family, random people in the streets, because we're more aware of ourselves and, it's easier to put ourselves in someone else's shoes to realize what they're experiencing at that point in time. So uh, it's a skill that I've been practicing for a while. I feel like I'm good at it now, um, but there's always room to grow within it. But yeah, I think people wind me out when they call me that. <laughs> oh, man. You, you are called the compassion king for a reason. And and, and I know obviously when, when I first came into the high performance coach that you were one of the first people to sort of offer a helping hand and, and have done so so well over the over the what nearly two years now, which which has been an incredible experience for me. And the, the first thing I sort of felt when obviously I, I obviously met you and spoke to you was was this arm around the shoulder. It was this look, I've been there, I understand it. It's okay to get things wrong. And, and it just made me feel at ease. And there's a couple of questions I'll ask on the back of that, but how do you know when to actually give the arm around the shoulder to someone and to actually maybe, I think to quote Troy, to give them a bit of a welly and a bit of a, a bit of a, like where, where's the fine line or is it completely dependent on the person? Completely, well, there's two answers to this. Completely dependent on the person. So obviously the way that I actually do it is 
trying to build some sort of rapport or relationship with like find some sort of common ground with the person like straight off the bat so we can kind of laugh and I can get them to kind of like relax and we can kind of have a better relationship because that's my secret is that I just want to get to know people and that's kind of the way that I kind of do it um, and it's getting to the ability of being able to like trust your gut as in goes you know what this feels like something that I think they need to hear because if we don't trust a gut we end up hesitating and sometimes going off in the wrong direction so it's a case of yeah it's just a case of like trusting your gut and building that relationship and getting to a certain point because people in your own life as in that you've known for a long time as in friends and family you feel quicker and more easier to maybe jump in and say the things that that person kind of needs to hear because of how much you know them but obviously when you're kind of working with someone it's a case of like building that relationship and realizing that do you know what i'm saying this like it's coming from a place of love and I want you to to win. And I feel like this is something that you need to hear right now, because if you can obviously, and which is obviously in a coaching relationship, it's important that you kind of lay that out from the beginning. I say to someone, look at, at certain points, I may some say some things that might make you feel uncomfortable. It isn't because I'm being horrible. It's just that I want you to win and I want you to succeed. If I wasn't doing that, I wasn't doing my job. And ever if it came up and someone was like, Oh, why did you say that? We can go back to the, do you know what? This is why I said it. And this is me trying to do x y and z and for them to go all oh, right okay that makes sense so it's a gut trusting exercise and getting the relationship to a certain point where it's okay to do so yeah man it's you know it's finding that common ground isn't it and building that rapport and that trust and, and ultimately that love and you know especially i guess speaking from a coach's point of view it can be quite an isolating world which is why obviously we have this fantastic support network of coaches and people who can really sort of empathize with and bounce ideas off but just for the sort of average Tom Dick and Harry listening to this who maybe doesn't have a support network and maybe they're not that close with family and friends and and they are in that very isolated world how would you encourage them to be a little bit kinder to themselves because often that almost gets bypassed and it will just lead to frustration guilt self-sabotage they will beat themselves up for not doing something they will get in their own head and they, and they don't have the arm around the shoulder, what would you sort of say to someone who is maybe fighting that battle a little bit more solo? Join the confidence project. That's it, get in. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, join the confidence project, but I try not to be cliche here, but having a group of people that are also doing this, going on the same thing that you're doing is, is so incredible because you get to see someone who's slightly further ahead of you. So you're obviously able to see, do you know what, actually I can achieve that. That's feasible because sometimes in our journey, like it's hard for us to say um, I'm ever going to achieve that thing or be in that place. It's all right for them. I don't know if I can do that because of pressures that we put on ourselves and putting ourselves into that environment is amazing because one, you get to see other people win whilst you're also winning. And also it gives you that or from it, even if you were to view it from a purely selfish point for 30 seconds, you get to see that everyone else is also struggling with the same things that you are, because it's very easy for us when we're on our own journey, whatever we're trying to achieve, feel like I'm the only one that this is happening to. When in reality, we all experience the same things that just the story and the, the layout might be slightly different. So having those people in your life is absolutely mega because you might have heard in fitness talk where people say, get rid of your friends, get rid of around people yeah. that really want to help you grow. And I don't agree with that. I think it's important to have 
different types of people in your life but i think it's amazing that to have a group of people that are working towards the same thing because in my house for, for example my wife doesn't have any interest in fitness at all so when i start talking about fitness related things she looks at me and she's like what are you going on about yeah. <laughs> but for me when i have a group of people as in liam who's absolutely fantastic human being and someone i value in my life and i'm very grateful to have him in my life but it's amazing that we can have a chat about things and it's brilliant right and for you if you're someone who is looking to obviously start your journey give Liam a call but My having a group of <laughs> having a group of people that you can do this with is the best thing because it feels amazing to be part of something that is almost bigger than yourself and it's hard to explain that if you're if you're on the outside and you're listening and you're going what are you waffling on about mate I just want to achieve x weight loss goal or want to be able to run this or whatever it might be but it's something very very powerful about having that in your life and i would highly highly recommend getting it in your life mate i mean what a man firstly like, like anyone listen to this like i feel on top of the world already you know we've been speaking for 20 minutes and it's just it, you've just got a way about you mate that makes people feel good but it, you mentioned a lot about you know community and this support network and, and going from being quite solo to quite um surrounding yourself with, with this idea of having a bit of a team and, and these people who are going to, you know, only elevate you. And I think that's absolutely huge. I know that, and, and you know, you've probably been in a similar position yourself. When I first qualified as a PT, it was a very generic and, and what we'd call transactional process. Hi, bye, there's your hour, hour session. Text me if you need me or come back in next week and, and we'll do the same again. And it's, it's one in, one out, and nobody knows anyone and you only know, you, you know almost, I'm going to say like just the name, but it's not even that. It's like just a, a number. It's a, a statistic. It's another client. And I know that when obviously I um, unveiled the confidence project and yeah, there's going to be some teething problems, almost a little bit of awkwardness at first, but we fast forward to nearly two years of the confidence project and the community that we've built is unstoppable and unrivaled. And I stand by that because I don't know anywhere obviously around our area that has such a, a love and connection. And it's it's really, I'm going to sound really sort of deep here, but it's almost saved some people's lives in terms of, you know, we've had people who have come in um, with, with little or no friends, for instance, and now got their best friends. We've now seen people who who never thought they could do something, you know, anything, never thought they could run, who have now run in half marathons because someone else has done it. And just recently we've taken somebody on who, you know, is an old client. He was in 2019. It was actually, you know, when when I was just PTing him. And, you know, we caught up the other day and he's come back on board. And, you know, he can go to the gym. He, can, he, can, he knows to eat the right foods, you know. But he was saying the thing that lacks the support network. So I think if, if you have not, and again, it's quite difficult, um, but if you haven't got the support network, whether it's a group of friends, whether it's um, a coaching setup, I think it's almost like a mandatory in order for you to have a, a more fulfilled and wider outlook on life, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm, massive. And you articulated that fantastically. And obviously, like, always best place to start is if you've got a friend or family members or even someone you might work with that might be interested in what you're doing, like always buddy up with them and try and do things with them because it'll be so much easier when it feels like you've got other people within your circle. But obviously if you're local to Liam or local to anyone else, like would highly recommend that you go and get involved in that because yeah, it's, it's just 
it's like the pixie dust it's, it's just something magic. so powerful about it it is magic and it again it sounds it can sound a little bit bizarre if you're thinking what is he going on about but it's magic being able to be able to like see and use those other people as almost like inspiration and what you can actually grasp and can ultimately achieve for yourself so highly recommend yeah may you know you've hit the nail on the head in so many areas there and and like you say it's just it's just this idea of just just when people when people come in and they um they ask obviously about your pt and your services the first thing they mention is the cost and they almost try to work it out cost per session really now how much would you charge for four sessions and we now have the conversation about actually this is an investment in yourself. You are not paying for PT sessions. You're not paying for a meal plan. You are investing in yourself. So whether that's financial or not, I would always say to someone on the back of that, invest in yourself, back yourself to go and have those conversations. Put yourself in in maybe difficult, uncomfortable situations where, where you will grow and you will meet people. And like I said, you then may meet your best friend. You may meet people who, who you can do a podcast with, you know, and, and, and there's a whole wide world for you to be had there. So I, I think... It's always going to be an, an investment in yourself, which will ultimately help you grow. So the power of community is something that self-love goes hand in hand with. Am I right? Mm, massively. And you'll never, ever regret investing in your personal development. Something yeah. that obviously I never did in like earlier parts of my life just because it wasn't something that I was invested in. And now I'm obviously actively trying to improve and invest myself into as many things as possible, obviously complete it and then move on to the next thing so it's not attacking but it's brilliant because every time you come off the back of it you're learning and you're taking away something you can apply and you're creating your own kind of like puzzle like you get to put in the bits and pieces you want because you get to decide how that picture looks and it is really limitless in terms of the things that you can achieve within your life because once you have that sort of first element of confidence and self-belief in yourself that's when you really go oh hang on a minute i probably was playing a little bit small here like actually I probably could go and create this I could make my business even better as in working with Liam right but I've seen firsthand how where he was which was incredible but now where he is now which is amazing and just from that drop of confidence has allowed him and if you're one of his clients I'd love to hear some feedback on it but he's 10x in such a short period of time and as for myself there was moments in my like life that I didn't think I would be where I am today I I coach lots of people and I'm very grateful for um recently I've done lots of like public speaking something that I never thought I'd ever be able to ever be able to do in my life I was like you're never even going to be in that position and how quickly me ultimately taking action on the things that I wanted has allowed me and fast forwarded my progress to get me to a point one obviously physically um, I've achieved things physically that I didn't think that I ever would or a place that I could get to and obviously now I'm still working on things which has then obviously led into like my own professional career and ultimately my family life and yeah, my basically outcome was always to have peace for myself and when I say peace for myself it's that do you know what you're you're trying as hard as you can to achieve the things that are important to you whilst being the best husband partner dad that I can be at the same time and that's always going to remain my goal until um the end of time but it's for me I have the the main goal of peace because I know that I'm doing everything I can every day Oh man, 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 man! Just people listen back to that two-minute segment. I mean, what a what a hero you are, Mister Ben Leader. Um, and you you said the c word there, um, and you used the magic word that is confidence. 
And and it, like you say, it was almost you instilling that that little, you know, just a droplet of confidence in me, telling me that you can do it. Um, so how would you advise people? It's, 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 uh, let me try word this a little bit differently. I was say, how would you advise people going about their confidence and becoming more confident? But I guess that's a very broad question. But I guess how do you instill it is maybe what I'm trying to sort of say here. How would you instill confidence in somebody? Um, or how would you advise their they go about improving their self-confidence and self-worth? Go and create some evidence that you can do something hard. And when I say something hard, it's where you are right now. Yeah. So for me, at that point where I walked out of those double doors and I was like in the car, and I was like, this is a disaster. For me, it was to go and follow through with some fitness goals, as in stay consistent, go to the gym, feel confident. And when I actually then saw some tangible results, i.e. Um, I felt better myself, like clothes felt better. I got a couple of compliments from people. I thought, well, hang on a minute. I've, this is great. Like I only just started here. Like if I keep my standards and basically self-talk and self-love at this point, because when you do the things for you that is necessary, that's the ultimate um, confidence and uh, evidence builder in terms of that. That's when confidence is a byproduct of those things, right? That's the equation. That's the exchange where you get those keep confidence because for me now, if I was to stop doing the things that I need to do on a daily basis that make me feel good, my confidence would suddenly dip and I'd be second guessing myself and I would be hesitating. So it's realizing, do you know what? If I do these things, I'll get this fantastic outcome, yes. which is the greatest thing on, on the planet, which is confidence in yourself. Huge, my friend. And would you say that you, through you over the years, collating all these, um, you know, accolades of, of confidence and, and evidence that you've you've done the do if you will has that um helped you um learn to love yourself and be kinder to yourself as the years have gone on does that almost mirror and go hand in hand with your confidence 100 percent, because again evidence because you have to fail sometimes and i hold my hand up you set goals that you think are necessary as in you set a target because you might look around the room and you see someone achieving this or someone going after that. And you think, oh, I've got to do that. If I don't do that, I'm a failure. And it's taken me a long time, as in I've tried a few different things, to get to the point now where I go, okay, these are the things that I want to physically achieve. They're important to me because of this. Because when I do that, I feel like this. I'm now able to operate from myself only and what I actually want to achieve, as opposed to the initial um, the whole dark energy thing. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. If I don't do that, I'm a failure. I'm able now to see it in the light that what's important to me and what's going to make me feel good as opposed to worrying about what everyone else will perceive. Oh, mega, mega. And and there's a few times you've mentioned that dark energy and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I think it's important people need to, they can operate from that and almost, forgive, forgive me the expletives here, but almost like, like what we've called that fuck you energy of, you know, like it's you against the world and when times are going tough and your back's against the wall and maybe you are at rock bottom, it's channeling that energy and just learning to fight. And through that, like I say, comes the light. It's you learning to be kind to yourself, to forgive yourself for failing, to um, to accept that you were you were where you were, but you're going where you're going almost. And and you can continue to grow just from channeling that oomph, that bit of you know a bit of I'm stick it to the man to quote School of Rock. That's what's always going to stick to me there. You know, you've got to really go for it. So I think that's a really important thing for. For people to land with um mate 
We, we've absolutely dropped some bombs here and you're an absolute hero for jumping on here. It is genuinely appreciated. Um, I have one last question for you. Um, and it's, what does confidence mean to Ben Leader? Well, it's a powerful one. Everything. It's, it's absolutely everything. If you don't have confidence and self-belief in yourself, like what do you have? Maybe really think about what comp is i think it's more of a case of what confidence has allowed me to have confidence has allowed me to have the life that i do have now like is it complete no because we're always working towards and i think that's the most important thing to realize is that we never get there it's, it's the feeling that we're kind of going after and confidence has, has allowed me to feel the way about myself and my life exactly the way that i want to and if i continue to do the things that are necessary for me to feel good my life obviously will duck a few hurdles because life is going to happen but it feels absolutely amazing and i'm going to continue to use confidence to enjoy the rest of my life oh man man if, if you are not coming off the back of this episode just feeling a little bit better in yourself then then what are you doing you've, you've got a way with words my friend and you have articulated everything so brilliantly and i just want to thank you and from the listeners you know from the bottom of our heart mate it, it means the world you are a treasured guest and, and we hope to maybe have you back on one day to, to drop more bombs just on the back of that because the fans will absolutely love it i am sure <laughs> mate i appreciate you um i'll make sure my mum listens to it so i'll get some positive comments but um honestly i really appreciate it thank you for having um me on it means so much to me and I would absolutely love to come back and for you you should be very proud of yourself in terms of what you've achieved what you're creating the amount of lives that you're changing and what you're going to go on to do over the next few years is going to be incredible um, and I'm really excited to see you win and the impact that you're having oh man let's get the violins out that's it my friend there's tears coming there's all sorts of that warm fuzzy feeling what a star what a hero mate thank you so so much you're an absolute star thank you